This is the Saddler's Post, conversations on horses, leather trade, and the art of saddlery, with our host, Christian Love. My guest today on the Saddler's Post podcast is Misty Shaw, president of the Ilum Atelier. Ilum Atelier is a -a one-of-a-kind, subscription-based online learning platform. So, Misty, thank you for coming on to the Saddler's Post. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And um, so, how I came across uh, Ilum, am I pronouncing that correctly? Almost. We call it Illum. Like illumination or illuminating. Oh, that's very So we probably should have kept the E on there. Maybe that would have been smart. (laughs) No, and you know, it's funny because I, okay, I watched a bunch of videos and I thought I had prepped, but I guess um, I just didn't catch that. Anyway, my apologies. So Illum, but what I did come across was as I was doing my research, so the, the premise of the Saddler's Post is um, I'm trying to celebrate the trade, celebrate the people who do it, um, and I'm looking for, you know, the dynamic people that are in it and the innovators, and of course I, I come across yourself and um, the association with Burn Saddlery, um, yeah. but the I, I think I... I mean, you guys have so much going on. I had to focus on one thing. Um, And, (laughs) you know, I'm just so excited to hear more about the school, how it came to be. And and, um, I think think it's probably world-class in a sense that you guys really went... um, first class on everything setting up the studio and stuff so I'll I'll give you the floor and and let you do an introduction of of the atelier and and what you guys are about yeah sure so um you are correct when you say we have a lot going on um the inspiration for Illum really came out of our experience with shop talk magazine so in 2017, just just this month, actually, so seven years ago, um, I guess not seven, six years ago, in April of 2017, we acquired Shop Talk Magazine and um, immediately found that we didn't know as many people in the leather industry as we thought we knew. I mean, we've been in the industry as artisans and craftsmen and retailers and manufacturers for nearly 147 years this year um, as a family company. And so we were, we were very much surprised after the acquisition to learn that we were really, we really knew no one. And, and what, shop talk really allowed us to do was to take a 30,000 foot view. It's kind of the only way I can describe it. We were for years and decades um, just in the industry and this allowed us to kind of step out of the industry and take that higher view and see the industry as a worldwide whole. And immediately what we started hearing um, from subscribers who really are the craftsmen, artisans, companies in the industry that are making stuff. 
And then also the suppliers, which are, you know, the wonderful canneries and machine machinery companies and hand tool and findings, you know, the, the, the suppliers that keep the artisans um, in business because they're able to get the materials and supplies and tools that they need to do what they do. And what we found immediately was that there were a couple of problems in the community. One with the suppliers is a lot of these people are fairly small business owners um, with not a lot of marketing budget um, to reach the masses uh, to get their product out to the people that, that need it, right? It's a niche, very niche uh, community and, and they're specialized artisans that need specialized um, tools and, and materials in order to do what they do. And so, you know, all these, all the while we're kind of taking notes, man, we're hearing this a lot. And then on the flip side, um, with the subscribers, we were just constantly being pelted with where, where can I get this? Who can teach me that? Why is there not a course on saddle making? Why can't I get an apprenticeship with a bootmaker? It's nearly impossible. Where am I supposed to learn how to do this? And so as a team of, you know, craftsmen and artisans, we sat down and, and as a leadership team with our family company, Burns, we, we really just kind of threw these ideas and these issues out and just started brainstorming like how can how can we in our position with the knowledge that we have and the history that we have in the community and this reputation that we're building with shop talk to be trusted in the industry what can we do what can we do to fix these issues and um it was it was kind of like a four-year process that we just kind of every once in a while would bring this up and talk it through. And last year, you know, we really felt like we had a good idea and that we had capacity to pursue this. And that's kind of how Illum was created. It was out of issues that were, that the community, the leather community was facing and our solution to those issues. And so as you um, stated earlier, Christian, you know, Illum is an online learning platform for the leather community. And not only is it a place where you can get really, really credible knowledge from industry experts. I mean, some of the most revered artisans in the industry worldwide, but you'll also very soon be able to connect directly through the platform to suppliers. So it'll kind of be a really great um, place for you to get wonderful education, but also be connected to that community um, and the suppliers that you need. And so, um, you know, we really are focused on elevating and uniting um, the community through 
authentic relationships, which there's a really wonderful community aspect to the Loom right there on the platform and unique learning experiences. You know, um, you mentioned that we, we really kind of are trying our very best to, to elevate that experience. And we spent, you know, into the second quarter of last year, building out a beautiful um, filming studio. I've got a, an incredibly experienced videographer on my team. He actually um, produced two weekly television shows here in Utah for over a decade and does all sorts of other things. Even still, he's very, very good. And we feel very fortunate to know him and to have him on our team. And then um, we're approaching this learning from a an instructional design aspect. We're not just sitting down in front of a camera and um, doing something. You know, it's 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 definitely more intentional and thought out and we're working with the artisans way before they even show up to the studio in Salt Lake City, Utah on extracting the foundational skills that we can pull from this course or this project-based course where artisans or craftsmen or students per se can take the, the things that they are learning on Illum and apply them directly to whatever it is that they endeavor to do. Um, it's really, really exciting. We've got really great support from the instructor community and from the supplier community. Um, we've been working with the Leather and Hide Council of America and their counterparts in Europe to develop some higher level education courses that could potentially be accredited. Um, the possibilities and opportunities to reach the worldwide audience are really endless. And we're so, so, so excited to be able to offer this to the community and hopefully um, resolve an issue and you know hopefully we've found a solution i hope that's what our hope is yeah i i have to say you know there's so many things that i'm excited about with with that whole project because they're again the reason i felt like i wanted to start a podcast and having no knowledge of any of podcasting or how to interview somebody or um, you know, what should I say and how, who am I approaching? But the desire or the this deep feeling that something has to change and if people don't step up and start sharing knowledge but also raising awareness uh, that, you know, if, you, if we keep letting trades and skilled people um, diminish and decrease in... in over time you know we're going to wonder where the heck do i get something made and you know there's right i i the one thing you know circling back the production value of everything you do 
is first rate. I, you know, the snapshot of, of what I've seen, you know, oh, you, can, thank you. you can tell there's, I can't believe what in this industry, because I think the horse industry, the leather trades, mm -hmm. we're used to uh, second rate values like like it, it it just you know because the money isn't there the money or right. the you know so i i can only imagine the commitment you guys have made uh financially but also it's it's not just financial but to get the one thing i found when i've tried to kind of think oh wouldn't it be great if we all collaborate and the the thing is you've yeah. got everyone's like hey listen i got 30 years in this and we all have egos we all have uh food to put on a table and yeah. for you to kind of get the caliber of people you have put under one umbrella um yeah is is incredible and i think it speaks to how well you guys are respected in the industry in the first place um oh i appreciate that thank you well, we work I, really hard at establishing those relationships you know I think that's I think I think many times people want to do something and make a change with but without establishing those authentic relationships first you you can fall flat and it's not to say that you always will but to us I mean that's why you know it's one of the very most important things um, that guides us, directs us as a company, the whole company as a whole. Yeah. You know, we really, really, really value those relationships. And and I think, you know, I, I know Paul Zalasak, and I know that his kids are, are – into karate and I know you know his grandkids I should say and I know that that him and Rosa do certain things and they go certain places you know I I do I do care they are they are my friends and they and I certainly care about them because you know and I want them to be successful and this is talking in you know general terms about anyone because without their success, we can't be successful. You know, yeah. a rising tide lifts all boats, right? It really is true. Yes, uh, but it's so rare that I see someone actually doing it and, and walking the walk. So that's why, you know, no. I, I was really excited to have you on. But again, for the school, um, yeah, the... Can you talk a little bit about, you know, who would, who would a typical uh, student be? You know, is absolutely it, you, can it be, you know, anybody from base skills? But then also, I'd like to, for you to chat a little bit about how it works, the nuts and bolts, what the tuition would be, and um, absolutely, yeah, that'd be great. So the really great thing about Illum. And, and, you know, part of um, our goal is to really create a space where everyone can learn. No matter where you are in your journey of craftsmanship, 
we want you to be able to elevate your skills with a loom. Um, and so we have beginner level courses, we have intermediate level courses, and we have advanced courses. Um, and we choose our instructors for those reasons. We want to be able to appease the artisan that has been doing this for 25 years because as you know, you are constantly learning regardless of how long you've been doing it. Talk to anybody in the industry who is revered, esteemed, looked upon as an expert, um, and they will tell you every single time that I am always learning. I am constantly learning. I love having conversations with other artisans because it may shed light on something that I can do better or I can apply this to whatever it is that I'm doing and, and create a better efficiency or whatever it might be. And so really the, the point of a loom is to have a wide variety of instructors, leveled courses where you can find something for you where you can feel like you are a part of this community no matter where you are in your journey. Um, it's super easy. We're, we're a monthly um, subscription-based platform. It's 50 bucks a month. And honestly, we were, we were talking in a meeting last week um, with the team, and I said, I wonder like really what the value of the courses that we have on the platform right now are, you know, we also own the Pendleton leather show where we offer classes for three full days for attendees that want to come and level up their skills. And so we have a really good idea of what these types of classes cost at an in-person event and what we were able to come up with was um, a huge, huge number and a huge value at almost, we're, I mean, we're, we're knocking on the door of like 10 grand worth of instruction that you can access anytime, anywhere, as often as you want for $50 a month. And that, that curriculum grows every month we are adding new course curriculum like every other week which is amazing i mean so for the value of fifty dollars a month like what is what what is your success worth you know i just i just always go back to you know in order to be successful, you have to continuously learn. It's those that stop learning that eventually just fade into the, into the shadow or fall off the, the wagon, you know, because their unwillingness to continue to learn and to continue to seek knowledge and to continue to do better. And so, um, 
we were thrilled and and really kind of surprised when when we were able to come come at that number last week. I mean, I think we were we didn't quite realize how how much content we have on the site in such a short amount of time and and how that is growing. I mean, you know, we've got obviously incredible artisans on there already. Chuck Dorsett, you know, he is the weaver leather guy. And Chuck is amazing. He's just this articulate, um, super, um, I I don't even know how to explain him. He is so uh, attention to detail kind of a guy. You know, he just wants to get things right. And and he wants to make sure that his instruction is is perfect, which I which I really loved. We enjoyed so much having Chuck here, and we had we had Paul Zalasak, we had Ed Labar. You know, we've had we did a live course with Jim Linnell in um, Pendleton at the Pendleton Leather Show. We've got you know we just had Ryan King in the studio in January. We've got. Um, George Canfield, who was in the studio last year, and he'll be in the studio again at the end of the month. He is like the holster guy, which I love. Um, you know, and we've got a full saddle course on the platform. I mean, for 50 bucks a month, yeah. you know, you can go and learn how to build a saddle. And we've got, we've, I mean, I would name drop some other names, but I, but I can't at the moment. But this is something that, if you are in the industry and if you are passionate about making money, doing what you love, this is such a huge opportunity for you to learn from the best of the best of the best. And for such a reasonable price. I I don't know. I I don't know how to stress that. When I saw that, I I was... I was going to let you talk about it because I thought, hey, maybe I don't understand because $50 sounds like, you know, between my few subscriptions I have for music and satellite this and that, I'm, I'm, you know, guaranteed I probably spend that on coffee in a week. So <laughs> do, you, do you have $50 right? that you can find? And the one thing that I've you know, found in, um, as, a, as a saddler for the last 25 years that sure. people get into it with all kinds of enthusiasm. And then yeah. they, because of some, they fail to get into and part of a community. And then they are without a support system. So after 18 months, roughly, I've I've kind of come to this in my own mind that at the 18-month mark, they are filled with doubt. Why am I doing this? I'm not making any money. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. And I always say to them, like, you are finding it hard because your knowledge base is too small. So you've, you're trying to build a house on no foundation. And you keep wondering yeah. why your wall's falling down. So, you know, c- come and shadow me for a little while. Call me. Do something. But don't give up now because that passion that you had for it I'm sure is still there and 
when I see your uh, Illum, I was just like, oh, this this is perfect. And no one can say that, oh, I, you know, I've, I've seen, I've, you know, trolled many, many, many hours on YouTube looking for something I can relate to or, and I know my own attempts yeah. at, at, at putting stuff out on YouTube to share knowledge has been, I'm, I'm just, it's cringeworthy to me because I'm like, oh, <laughs> the sound is terrible. And, you know, I can so yeah. tell I'm not, you know, I can't articulate like Chuck when I, with my 12 year old son, we watched, so, okay, here's how to make a quiver. And yeah. in 12, I don't know, it was a 22 minute thing or something. And I felt like, man, let's go out and make one, <laughs> you know? And I felt yeah. like I know exactly what I'm doing now. He filled me with confidence and yeah, okay, I, I'm a saddler, but it, you know, it doesn't make you, you know, I've tried many times. I've been humbled by stepping out of my little niche where I've kind of become super comfortable and I've, I continue to learn, but in that one little niche area. And when someone comes to me and says, Hey, can you make me one of these? And I always think, yeah, sure. It's so simple. It looks simple. And then you realize, like, I don't even know how to, <laughs> where to begin. <laughs> so that, that yeah. Illum, I was just so excited to see you've got, it's so inexpensive. You create a community. You've got first rate instructors. You've got, like, it's, you're not distracted by poor production value. Like I, I get very distracted by, yeah. you know, oh man, <laughs> we, why don't they just buy a mic for crying out loud, you know? <laughs> yes, you know, and and as we approach this as, you know, trying to find a solution to the issues, you know, our, I mean, our company, Burns 1876, the umbrella and everything that falls underneath it. Our first goal in our vision is to elevate life experiences. So we knew immediately that we had to elevate and, and like level up the game that, that existed, you know, of all of the instruction, which I do not discount one bit. I am so excited extremely happy that we are at a place in the community where we are sharing what we know because for decades, decades and decades, it was like a hush, hush. I'm not telling you a thing because that's, you're, you're going to get ahead of me and, and you're going to take my business. And it was a very tight lipped, uh, oh yeah, non-share community, and that has started to change. And I, I really, really value what's out there. The problem is, is that anybody can put anything out there, and so I, I mean, I am not a leather artisan. I value artistry and know very, you know, I know quite a bit about it, but I, I've never attempted to do anything. So, I mean, on my first attempt, I could do something semi well. And then the next day I could throw on my phone 
and create a video and post it to YouTube. And the poor person that doesn't know that my instruction is just garbage gets to learn from me. And, And so that's also an issue. And so we really went went at this, A, because you, I love that you just said, I've spent hours and hours and hours trolling through content, and that is so time-consuming, A, frustrating, B, and then you just never know. You never know what kind of instruction you're really going to get. And so we wanted to kind of get you out of that stuck, dumped, frustrated space where you're trying to throw together your hodgepodge curriculum from this guy over here and this gal over here and this site here, you know, trying to learn and just bring it all to one space where you you know the names, you know Gordon Andrus. If you're a saddle maker, you know him. And you know his level of craftsmanship. And so you just, we want to build confidence in the community. We want everybody to walk away from this experience feeling like, wow, that really was different. That was different from what I've experienced out there. And I like it. It felt like I was learning something. I mean, and our courses are really structured very differently from anything else that's out there in the industry. You know, I don't know if if anybody's familiar with Udemy, but we, our, our learning platform is structured a lot like that. We break down courses into bite-sized pieces. We make sure that you understand what, you've learned prior to before you're allowed to go on and ruin a $200 side of leather. You know, like our trial and error gets really, really expensive in this industry. And we want you to be able to feel confident about moving ahead and, and producing something that you can be proud of. Um, Yeah. It's super exciting. I I got the impression that the courses were not just oh we brought together experienced people and they're going to share knowledge that you actually there's structure there and that someone there who, really is yeah and do you feel that you're heading towards um, earlier in the conversation I think you had mentioned something about accreditation and I think yeah for, for some people that's important. Uh, and I, I, I believe it is in a, in a sense that, yeah. you know, you want something, I think when you're starting a business or, or going to shift from hobby into business or what I'm hoping, what I'm really, really hoping is that we start attracting that, that, um, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old who's like, mm you know what school is fine I'm but when I'm done high school I have I was that kid I had no desire to move on to college I knew yeah I knew the equine industry was the direction I was heading in but if if you could have done this 
and especially someone who suffers badly with ADD, I think the the subscription monthly where you're there's no time constraint, right? Like you can actually just say, yeah. you know what, I need to watch session one three more times before I have it without the stigma yeah. or being in a, you know, when you, I've done a lot of, you know, one week, two week courses, like I apprenticed with a master saddler. I'm very proud of that time. Sure. But I also, as continued education went and took these one week things and you, you pay a fee and you show up in person. But if you get yeah. stuck on something and feel like, you know what, this is how I learn. I'm, I'm probably going to have to plug away at this for another two hours and then you've put everything behind and the project you were promised to have uh, at the end of this week you'll have such and such completed and, <laughs> and it's just like no that's the average you know <laughs> I want it, yeah <laughs> I want it completed well I don't want it just finished so I love the idea that yeah. you know as people could sit there you know um and and do it at their pace but also they don't have to wait um you know they can be doing their their regular job or going to school or or doing it in between yeah. farm chores or something <laughs> you know um and Absolutely. acquiring this new skill yeah and it's yeah. not just someone who's like oh you're going to be a saddler it can you know i guess someone that let's say you know, has a ranch or a farm with, with 30 horses on it and says, you know what, maybe I want to offer all my clients um, halter repairs. This is something that they yeah. can actually acquire those skills and earn the subscription fee back within, like, no time, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know, I love I love that part of what we're trying to do. You know, we really, um, we really want to create confidence in, in people where they feel like if they have the courage to put themselves out on a limb and try something new, that we're giving them what they need in order to be able to do it confidently, where they can then supplement their regular income where they can then get comfortable enough with their skills to where maybe they can do this full-time. Um, and with the accreditation, absolutely, we are definitely striving for that. I mean, that'll be a down-the-road goal, but it's always in the back of our mind. In fact, we've already started creating um, what we're calling like learning tracks where say your interest and your passion really is in saddle making. So why don't you work with our instructional designer and create a curriculum specifically for that, for you to become successful and skilled and confident in saddle making. Um, so we're kind of really trying to fill in um, curriculum and courses that we that we're missing with certain instructors and artisans in the industry to be able to offer kind of a like a track curriculum. You know, if your passion is small leather goods, well, why don't you do this with 
so-and-so and you should really learn how to hand stitch with Gordon and you should learn, you know, um, there, that is, that is really, really important to me because with, with our family company where we're, we were founded in a very, very, very small rural town in central Utah and our biggest export out of there is kids. There's nothing for them to do there. And so what we've done is really we've kept all of our manufacturing in that little town. And now, right now, and this number changes, I swear, every month. But last I knew, we had almost 70 craftsmen in our manufacturing and production shops. We're building saddles, we're building boots and hats and silver and small leather goods. And so it is so very important for us to be able to offer some sort of accreditation or learning where they can go and get this education and then go to an employer and say, hey, I'm highly skilled at this. You're not going to have to spend the time um, teaching me or getting me up to speed on the basics because I have done it. I have done it with a loom. And this is certified by, you know, I've had talks with the University of Cincinnati. They have a really incredible leather program there but it's more based on tanning and kind of the the pre um the pre the pre-production stage you know it's very much focused on the raw material and getting getting the leather um, education there but we're looking to expand that into well you can also do this but then you can learn uh, ways to manipulate that leather and and turn it into something sustainable and and heirloom quality and artistic you know there's there's a lot of opportunity to get this into higher education in an art um curriculum it's very much an art um a traditional art and there's there's so much to that and if we can and if we can educate the educational um, systems in in the in our country and then even abroad, they're really more open to it over in Europe. But um, then we can start infiltrating these places and even you know trade techs and 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 those kinds of places so that there's an option for for kids that don't lean towards, you know, sitting down and, and, and learning things out of a textbook, you know, um, it's an exciting, it's an exciting opportunity that we are definitely pursuing and feel like it's, it's a value. It's definitely a value. And wouldn't it be really incredible for, even the consumer community and the outsider community to then appreciate the leather community and the artistry of it on a different level. Yeah. You and know, there's all of that to consider too. 
Yeah, and the the one thing you know is researching, you know, Burns for one. I I just love your whole corporate <clears throat> mentality. You know, you really think about it's okay to be an artist and at the same time talk about profit, profit growth, um, how you're seen in the industry, uh, professionalism, and all those things. I think you guys. I encourage anyone from all, you know, I'm best known, obviously, for um, French-made saddles and, you know, the English side yeah. of the industry. And, you know, that may be who would be listening to this, but I encourage all, anybody in the leather trades to really look at what you guys are doing and how you approach it. But the the one thing that's to bring some... Uh, credibility to it I don't know how many times I've sat with a bank manager or a loan officer or even on a plane and someone asked me what I do and they go sorry can you say that again I you know and they're <laughs> like no no, no yeah. we mean for your job not your hobby <laughs> you know I'm yeah like, this is my career. you make money at that <laughs> yeah and I am so fed up with it and I feel like where do you think because we've lost touch so I'm I you know th- that that leather belt you're wearing those shoes you're wearing that wallet you have right. in your back pocket that purse you have who do you even if you can think oh no it's all made offshore um you know whatever it's like but still somebody made it something someone someone's making these things that's in your every single day life even a guitar strap, you know, like Absolutely. you, you, you can't go more than a, a half a day without coming into contact something that's leather that's been crafted by someone with a with a deep knowledge of what they're doing with a certain skill set. And you ask me if I do that for a living, it just drives me <laughs> crazy. So I'm I'm always impressed when there's someone out there doing an amazing job at promoting it and and looking at it and i i think hopefully obviously burns you know let's face it you if you hire someone and say hey you know what you see a lot of salaries hiring where it's you know i i work you know again for a very large uh group of companies and you know when they hire they're saying well we're willing to train you don't need any experience because we'll we're going to train you on the repair side of things because really what you're doing is training them to do unfortunately i appreciate it i like it it's a lot of repetitive work um where it's the same repairs over and over again but i it it suits me but um you're not teaching them or training them to be outside of the skills you need them so if that person had a desire to to learn more and develop their craft well hey for $50 a month <laughs> you don't need to be yeah. going to your employer and saying oh, I really would like if you sent me on a course or um, I need time off so that I can go and do this on my own time um, right you could be like hey you know what and you could be doing it in your one-bedroom apartment you know you don't need to have a ton of space or you know you need a, a monitor yeah. and a good internet connection and you can start expanding your skills and and increasing your value to your employer or finding work that you find rewarding yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, the beauty of it. And um, obviously the issue, the issue of, of, of it all is just being able to find, find credible learning experiences that don't cost a fortune that you, you know, there aren't many in-person opportunities and for the limited amount of in-person opportunities, you're then even limited to the amount of people that the instructor can really teach. And so the percentage, the rate at which you would be able to connect with some of these people ever is slim to none. And so for us to be able to, I guess, capitalize, take advantage of, sorry, instructors, we, we love you all, but really take advantage of those relationships that we've established and and just say hey let's get you out there let's let's get your knowledge somewhere where people can access it all the time you know this is so valuable and what you have to offer is is so important to the future of the industry and you know I love that you mentioned earlier about really wanting to get young kids um, inspired and interested in, in this traditional art. And, you know, we, we are working currently with the FFA organizations in the United States where we can offer, we're hoping to be able to pilot something here in Utah um, with with FFA organizations where public schools can, you know, get a grant to pay for curriculum where they can offer that to their students in school. You know, these, those kids are interested in these types of craft. And so if, if we can even infiltrate um, the education system at a very early age and kind of ignite that interest in some of these kids, that would be incredible. Um, I know we, we really in our company love those young kids. They come in and they are eager to learn. They want to um, please, I guess they want, (laughs) I think I think we all want those accolades and that um, approval from people, and and you know that's a that's a really good approach when you're trying to learn something new. And I mean, we have a young kid; he's a senior in high school. He's been on our production team now for I think he's going on two years. He's incredibly talented and he just wants to build saddles and he's really, really good. Um, and I think it's really a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to encourage kids like him that, that want to pursue something different than the traditional course of, um, 
higher education. You know, we've been doing fairly well at being in the leather industry for 147 years. And man, we're so grateful to our ancestors that that kind of paved the way for us and, and allowed us to gain this appreciation for for these traditional arts and to be able to learn from their experiences and their failures and their successes and and to be able to kind of just make our own our own mark with with our generation right now on what we get to do what will our legacy be within the community um and what can we do to continue that on at every level so yeah we're just we're hoping to be able to you know create some of these additional learning opportunities elsewhere also yeah and again i encourage companies out there to look at what you're doing just to have a little rethink because i think progress um you know one of a saddlery I used to work at when I first started working on the they did retail and wholesale and I learned a mm-hmm. ton about the industry but every say few years as experienced people left the workshop um, they didn't replace them um, oh. so they were slowly shrinking the workshop and the retail space was gobbling that up so that they could hang more stuff on the wall that was, you know, kind oh. of bought in, marked up, hang it on the wall, right? And so they... Yep. And and I'm like, where, where did you go from employing, say, 20 people that were doing everything from manufacturing, real manufacturing, like everything from blankets, saddle pads, leather goods, all the strap goods in that store used to be made by the people in the back to oh, oh it's just cool. easier to buy it in and hang it up and i and i and i don't think it i think it's um short-sighted it might it might seem 50 years short-sighted because you'll probably be yeah retired before some of those decisions come home to roost but it's you know it's the same person going oh we just can't find anybody to do repairs like you used to have yeah. a room full of people who could do it with their eyes closed and now now you're looking for subcontractors to turn to and it's kind of like you you kind of created this mess a little bit and it might not be pleasant it might be expensive but you you needed to keep reinvesting in future um and you guys are doing yeah. it you guys are walking the walk and i think that really spilled over to into a loom and it's it's exciting to see it's uh, really something i'll be taking a a closer look at and i'm sure i'll be subscribing soon because (laughs) you know the funny funny thing that if anything came out of this no i'm just yeah all this to get one more subscription subscriber yeah (laughs) it's hard work i know but um kidding I, i think well and it's it's funny so i'm again fully you know, I, I suffer badly with ADD and some days, you know, I like to just yeah. not work on a saddle and, yeah. do, you know, when years ago I took on a contract, it was a local company. They wanted a bunch of, um, 
heavy equipment seats. The equipment manager, he was like, if we did this in leather, it actually would be more durable than the vinyl. Um, and I'm like, yeah, hands down. And he's like, well, again, upholstery is a dying. Um, it's harder and harder yeah. to find people to do upholstery. And the ones who do it tend to be very boutique. Uh, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want a bunch of caterpillar seats in their showroom. <laughs> you know yeah it's like no we don't do that kind of work so I was like yeah I'm really curious and it's quite funny so it was high volume for a very short period of time because they shut down a bunch of equipment and said okay we're just gonna bombard you with stuff long story short the first one I did was terrible the last one looked like I had you know went and done a course and I'm like no 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 that's how long it took me to figure out my seam allowances and, you know, how to do it in leather versus vinyl and all the little things that I had to learn and teach myself along the way. And don't I go on your Illum and see that you have one course there called uh, a bucket seat, I think. You redo a bucket seat. And I'm like, I could have so badly used this. (laughs) (laughs) And the knowledge would have been so affordable for me to acquire. And upholstery is another thing. I I went through a stage where I was reaching out to any upholsters. um, And some of them were like, hey, once you get good, we'll hire you. You know, like where there's such a shortage. And then I think there's only one place in North America left teaching automotive upholstery. The rest is kind of yeah you know get a job sweeping the shop in some automotive yeah. place and 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 see if you can't so to see that course there and again it was just a bit of a long-winded way of saying to people like <laughs> go check this out regardless of what you think you might be into but even if you're like yeah. I'm a serious saddle guy I would just want to learn how to make a saddle and then you see this little sidebar going oh yeah well if you're selling a saddle and you could say to someone, well, do you want saddlebags with that? Or do you want a case making or do you want, you know, you know, it's, it's, I'm always looking at ways to my clients, you know, the upsell. It's not a dirty word. Absolutely. They love dealing with you. Offer them more to deal with. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, and another thing is, you know, being in business, for a long time and being able to learn, learn from mistakes and successes of our ancestors, you know, we understand that it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter if you are the very best at what you do. If you can't sell it or you don't know how to run a business, you're not going to do a darn thing. And so, you know, we're, we're adding those elements of learning to the platform also because ultimately if you ever decide that you want to take your hobby to the next level and whatever level that is you're going to need some basic entrepreneurship skills you're gonna need to know how to photograph your product you're you're going to want to know how the basics of color theory to be able to 
create something that's really aesthetically pleasing to the eye. You know, we're trying to not only come at this with, um, with leather instruction only, we want to be able to give you the whole package. So if you decide you want to pursue this as a profession, let's hope you can, because wouldn't it be great to do what you love for your, for your job? Um, but we want to be able to give you all the tools that you need to be successful at every level, you know, um, and, th- and those are, those are things that are really important that we've learned as, as a family company, you know, you can be the best, but that doesn't necessarily mean you will be the best, yep. um, and the most successful. And so we're kind of looking at the course curriculum with a really bigger scope also. So yeah. that's exciting too. And just as we close here, yeah, with all your business experience and, and as you say, that history, which is just, it must put you as one of the oldest in the country, would it not? Um, yeah, actually one of the oldest in the whole world same family um business that's incredible. yeah we're so uh, really humbling i i want you to in the best way you possibly can sell <laughs> the idea that there is still an appetite like if if, if a parent's driving uh, along listening to this podcast and thinking yeah my kid, he's not going to college, but I don't want him yeah. living on a street corner or, you know, not, I want him to be successful and fulfilled and a happy life. And one, I believe working with your hands is the greatest oh. way to achieve that happiness. But the, the industry, the knowledge, the end user, that person who's owning a horse, showing a horse, competing or running a ranch, they still want quality, safe, well-made leather goods, don't they? They really do. I tell you, you know, we we have had to pivot so many times in our history in order to survive. And sometimes we're really, really meager. And, and other times we're really, really successful. And I would say, looking back um, and learning, learning from them and looking to the future, the, the thing that really sticks out to me is just being true to who you are, being true to what you stand for, having an intentional goal, vision, whatever it is in mind, being intentional, being disciplined with what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. Honestly, it doesn't. If you have those qualities and if you set your mind to it, if you create habits of continuous learning, you will be successful. People gravitate they they gravitate to that they want to be a part of whatever it is you're doing if 
if you can be happy and passionate and intentional with whatever it is that you endeavor to do, you will be a success, period. And in this industry, I feel that authenticity is huge. Um, I think there are a lot of people out there jumping on the proverbial bandwagon because um, being cowboy um, is is really cool right now due to the huge success of the hit TV series Yellowstone. Yes. And people are wanting to build hats and they're wanting to, to sell boots and they're wanting to get into this because it is such a global phenomenon right now right and it's it's really easy for the consumer to see through that you know they appreciate authenticity they appreciate heirloom quality they appreciate honesty you know like be be true to who you are do what you love do it, do your very, very best. That's one of my mantras, like do your very best every day. I mean, and sometimes my best is like just real crap. I mean, it's just like, I'm surviving here. I've been the worst mom. I've been the worst wife. I didn't get anything done. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I did my best for the day, you know, and I can go to bed and feel good about it. And, and so there, there is absolutely a future in this traditional arts realm and not just in the leather industry in the silversmithing, rawhide braiding, beading, woodworking. I mean, you name it. There is so much opportunity out there. So keep like, keep that in mind and don't, don't throw, don't think that you have to jump into corporate America to be a success. You don't, you don't. I, I, I feel so blessed. We, my husband and I, I, I think our, I could probably say this for our team. We have an incredible team and every person matters. I mean, we're nearing just, I think just over a hundred um, team members. We call them family, friends that are family. We really do get along and we, we care about one another and, you know, to be able to create something like that for so many people. And it's just, a, you know, in a teeny tiny speck of people, but in our world, you know, it really, really matters. And um, whatever we can do. And, and the really wonderful thing is we all have the opportunity to do that for either ourselves or for others. And I think that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Those are beautiful words. And I, I, again, encourage, you know, as I was researching you guys, the one thing that was so palpable was that, that authenticity and, and your caring for the people on the team just comes through and, you know, success isn't easy and there's sometimes when you want to just make decisions just purely based on purely based on financial, um, but it's again it's such a fragile um, thing to do when yeah. when you surround yourself with people who are uh, 
all pulling in the same direction and they understand hey maybe there's no bonus this year or maybe there's I, whatever the times yeah the economy does go up and down but man you don't want to end up in some cubicle farm uh, doing a job you hate uh, for three dollars an hour more or something but yeah. that, that means you're oh, you know so just miserable begging for uh, <laughs> for early retirement and whatever so yeah and uh, yeah you know and that, that that's you know just inspiring and I and that's this is what I love about this industry I think because partly and they're not necessarily because we're dealing with the equestrian industry, but you're you're right, you're dealing with a culture, like someone who just likes Western culture or that, mm -hmm. you know, they they used to ride and they still want to have, you know, say a, a belt and a, and a belt buckle that looks like they might still, you know, yeah. <laughs> swing their leg. Be a rollers. part of that. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's great. We We call that, we call that the spirit of the West. You know, there is something really attractive about it. And it's not just like cowboys. It's, it's not just that it's about like adventure and discovering new things about you and, and being courageous and confident enough to do it. You know, I think there's something to that. And I think that's what the leather community can really offer. Um, you know, as a as an artisan, you're you're able to kind of keep that spirit alive. But then, as a consumer, it's 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 different. It feels different when you're buying something handmade by the 18 year old kid who's still in high school that's yeah. just really passionate about this craft, you know, it makes it so much more personal and, and you feel a part of something even bigger than just the saddle or just the handbag or the pair of boots. Yeah. You know, it really connects people on an emotional level and creates that authenticity, which is really yeah. And then that comes back to, so you know, self-fulfilling, right? Um, that the more authentic and true to yourself are and, and the, the more confidence you have is, you know, it's easy to start comparing your work to somebody else's and think, oh, I, all I, you know, I don't know anyone who had, doesn't make something um, and not, when you look at something you've done, all you see is the flaws but yeah, I, I still have right? enough confidence that I'm like, hey, I need to get paid. So I'm, this is being delivered this afternoon. And, you know, 99% <laughs> yeah. of the time, the customers are falling over. like, I love this. It's so amazing. And you have to just bite your <sighs> lip going, yeah, don't point out where, you know, you weren't happy with this <laughs> or that. Because that's a lot of, you know, just oh, enjoy. I the, the stitch right there. Yeah, or, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, it's just exciting to see someone so happy with what you've done for them and, and to know that they're, like, I've had people email me years later going, I just wanted, want you to know we still love what you did for us and it gets <laughs> it treated with 
kid gloves because we just want it to last forever and stuff. And I'm like, heck, abuse it. Order another one. <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah. but they're like, no, no, no. Oh, this is, but it doesn't we... that just feel so good? Yeah. And they have, because they have respect for you and what you did and, and as an artisan or, yeah. or a craftsperson. Yeah. So, yeah. Misty, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on. I just love, um, uh, what you guys are up to and what you stand for. And I hope that, uh, you know, coming on the Savage Post offered a little tiny little bit of new uh, exposure to to uh, to maybe a sector of the industry that um, needs to hear this. So I, I really appreciate it and thank you. Yeah, thank you so very much for the opportunity. We really, really, really love when we're able to connect with the community in different ways and, and even different parts of the community, maybe that we haven't been able to reach prior to. So thank you so very much for doing what you do and allowing us the opportunity to share a tiny bit of what we're so passionate about. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Today is a special treat. We're going to play you out with Ainsley Marie singing All I Want. Ainsley Marie is the daughter of our guest today, Misty, and at the time of recording was only 14 years old. I hope you enjoy. But if you love me, why? 
Hi, I'm Misty Shaw, president of 1876 Media and Illum Atelier. We are an online learning platform for the leather industry who are doing our best to elevate and unite the community through authentic relationships and unique learning experiences. It's been an honor and a pleasure to talk with Christian Lowe today on the Saddler's Post. I hope you enjoy our segment and I hope even more that you join our community of learners at Illum. Thanks so much. This has been the Saddler's Post with Christian Lowe. Thank you for listening. The Saddler's Post is sponsored by Christian Lowe Leather Care. Visit christianlow.ca